Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Smarterpodcasts.com. Delivering sound advice. It only makes sense to give a dog a home who needs one. Shelters make sure that all dogs who have been abused or neglected are ready to be placed before putting them up for adoption. Hi, I'm Joanne Green, and today's Good Dog Podcast episode is focused on choosing, training, and caring for your sheltered or rescue dog with Kim Saunders, Vice President of Shelter Outreach for PetFinder.com and author of PetFinder.com, The Adopted Dog Bible. Welcome, Kim. Hi, Joanne. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I understand that PetFinder.com receives nearly 5 million visitors each month. Is that true? true. In fact, last month we crossed the 5 million visitor mark, which is very exciting for me because I consider each one of those visitors a potential adopter. No question about it. What is everybody looking for? Well, you know, people come looking for a variety of things. Some of those folks are people who already have a pet and are coming to see a lot of the resources we have available, uh, library articles and videos on training and behavior and nutrition. Um, but the vast majority of them are coming because they're thinking about adding a new pet to their family. So adopted dogs generally arrive with baggage, right, of some a lot sort? Of them do. And I'm not talking about a bag of toys. They can <laughs> arrive fearful or skittish. Some of them are particularly sensitive to men, for instance, if they've had bad experiences or uh, frightened of and, as a result, inappropriate with children. So as such, it would seem, you'd have to really be prepared. What kind of advice do you offer families or individuals who are interested in adopting or rescuing pups? I think that the most important thing is to get to know yourself a little bit first. Look at yourself and your family and decide what's important to you um, and what you can offer to a dog. So if somebody has the time and the resources and wants to go a little above and beyond and take in a dog with a lot of special needs, that's admirable, and, uh, and we certainly encourage that. But if you're not, if you're going to be a first-time uh, dog parent um, or if you just don't have the time that allows, then you need to make sure when you're going to your shelters and rescue groups that you're looking for a dog that's a little bit more plug-and-play, ready to sort of slide into your family with, uh, with less complications. That doesn't mean that a dog that you adopt might not still have a particular issue if they were abused or even if they just weren't socialized properly. Um, some things might be frightening to them, like the sound of the vacuum cleaner or, you know, a doorbell ringing. Um, and so as you learn those things about your dog, then you'll be able to address each one uh, and help them make the transition more smoothly. But being realistic with yourself and, and taking a serious look at what your lifestyle is like, what your needs are, how much time you have to devote, how much money you have available for training and 
everything else? I mean, those are really questions people should ask themselves, right? Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, you're adopting a pet. Hopefully you're going to get to have that new family member for, if you're lucky, maybe 14, 15 years. Uh, so it really is important that it be a good match for both the pet and for you. And you need to look at things like your energy level. You know, I'm a couch potato. Um, I'm not going to want the same dog that someone who runs three miles a day would want. Um, do you have small children? Uh, is uh, having uh, a lot of hair in the house an issue for you? Um, size of the animal, just, you know, logistically, do you need to be able to pick the animal up and take it with you? Do you live in a small area? All those things are really important. It's all about your lifestyle. There are, right now on PetFinder, we have over 275,000 pets available for adoption. So there's no question that the right one is out there for everyone. It's just a matter of making that right match. Do you recommend, Kim, that people um, rescue a dog within driving distance of their home so that the dog doesn't have to be shipped? Well, we certainly recommend, we do have long-distance adoptions on PetFinder. What we do recommend is that folks meet the dog in person before they commit to the adoption. So while certainly I think it's easier on everyone if you're able to adopt from your local shelter, for whatever reason, some people fall in love with a dog that's farther away. And that's okay if they're willing to travel to meet the dog um, and then to help the dog get back home with them in a, in a safe and humane way. But you, you say it's really important to meet the dog and not just uh, make this deal from a distance. Absolutely. You have to meet the dog. You're committing to a new family member that you're going to live with, like we said, for maybe up to 15 years. Um, Mail order bride is not the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> not good with people, not good with animals. That's right. So what are some of the mistakes that people make by being too impulsive in making these decisions? You know, for a variety of reasons, people are impulsive. I know that if I walked into a shelter, I could have in my mind the idea of what would be uh, an appropriate pet for me. I want to take them all. Right. But I'm a sucker. I was just going to say, it's a sucker across my forehead. And so while I may know that for my lifestyle, an adult, fairly calm dog is the answer, if I walk in and in the first kennel there is a Jack Russell puppy jumping up and down, you know, that's going to tug at my heart and I'm going to want to take him home. But time out, right? That's right. <laughs> take that a deep breath. That is not a good match for me. <laughs> right, right. Um, so that's really it. And the other thing, a lot of times people see a dog um, and have an idea in their head. They see it in a movie or they see it in a commercial and they think that that's the dog for them. They love the look of the dog, but they don't realize what that dog is really all about. Uh, so it's important if you're looking at a particular breed or a mixed breed that's made up of particular breeds that you get a sense of what those breeds really are all about and see, besides the look of the dog, does the personality and temperament really suit you? Now, what kind of expectation should people have about the length of time that it's going to take to acclimate uh, their new adopted dog or rescued dog to their home and their family? I think people should really manage their expectations. There are some dogs who you bring them home, they slide in, it's like they've been there forever, and that's terrific. But I don't think you can count on that. I think you have to assume that there's going to be a period of transition which could range from a few weeks to even a few months where the dog becomes used to you and your rules and your um, family, and vice versa. You become used to the dog and you help them transition in. Most dogs are going to need some sort of training, right? Absolutely, yeah. So how soon should you embark on that? Do you bond first and make the dog feel safe and comfortable, or do you just jump right in to enrolling the dog in some sort of class, for instance, at your local humane society or somewhere in the community with a, with a responsible and you know, well-reputed dog trainer? I think it's important that you bond with your dog, but there's no reason that part of that bonding process isn't training. And you can start that at home with really simple things like even things the dog may already know, but reinforcing 
the dog sitting, the dog waiting, um, the dog leaving things that you ask him to. Uh, and then enrolling in a class, as long as you don't have a dog that's particularly fearful or facing any specific issues, getting them out into a class where you can socialize them with other dogs and work with a local trainer. Like you said, your local shelter or rescue group are tremendous resources, and you should really rely on them. That's going to be really good for the dog and really good for you as you get to see that everybody else is going through the same sort of things that you are. Really, the advice that you offer in the Adopted Dog Bible is good for people who purchase dogs as well. You don't have to adopt a dog necessarily for all this information to be useful to you. It's true. A lot of the information is going to be useful for any dog. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people purchasing dogs from um, puppy mills, um, from puppy mill supplied pet stores, are going to face a lot of behavioral issues themselves. Um, So if this book can be of use to them, that would be great. And then my advice to them would be next time around, adopt a dog. And you can adopt a puppy, too. So many people want to be the you know, sole family of their dog. And, and, of course, we all love puppies. They're so adorable. You, there are plenty of adoptable puppies, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I've done the puppy thing, and I'm not going to go back there. Once is enough. <laughs> it is a lot of work, and yet it's totally worth it. And for people who really want that experience, by all means, they should. There are tons of puppies available in shelters and rescue groups, the same way that there's tons of purebred dogs also available if that's what someone's looking for. Right, and there are particular rescue groups for each breed. Absolutely. We have over 25% of the dogs available from shelters and uh, breed rescues are, in fact, purebred dogs. A lot of people don't realize that. Overall, Kim, what would you say are the greatest advantages to adopting or rescuing a dog? I think having a dog as a companion is one of the greatest gifts that we can have. The ability to rescue a dog and adopt one just adds another layer to that and that you know that you've been able to save a life uh, and the relationship that you have with that dog they seem to know it too it really seems to add to that bonding excellent once again it's kim saunders author of the adopted dog bible and vice president of shelter outreach and public relations for petfinder.com great speaking with you today kim thanks thanks for having me smarterpodcasts.com Delivering sound advice.